amen everybody i don't know about you but that worship was lit that worship is on fire listen there's nothing like an on fire worship to get you going in the morning we want to thank our worship team for that great 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 musical selection and now that we've moved past worship we'll go into our word on this morning let us go to god in prayer lord we thank you for this day lord we pray that you continue to bless us and keep us and guide us and allow us to walk according to your word your will and way for our lives lord we commit our lives to you Lord, I pray that you, your word goes forth, that it germinates in the hearts and minds of those who hear, that they will live a life that glorifies your name. So hide me behind the cross and let your word go forth. We thank you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. I don't know about you, but I found out real early that falling can be very painful. Have you ever tried to make your way to the bathroom in darkness at night only to bump your piggy, pinky toe on the corner of some furniture. That can be very, very painful. Falling can be very, very painful. Not only at times you can fall, uh, uh, you can bump your pinky toe, but you can also fall by stepping on something that you did not see that was in the way. Maybe a shoe or a, 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 a trash can or something that was there in the dark that you did not see, you could not see and you end up falling and hurting yourself. And then on your way down to the floor, you make an attempt to brace yourself by using your wrist and your hand and your arm and only to injure those parts of your body as well. Falling, stumbling can be extremely painful. And as you get older, you cannot afford to fall because as you, get, as you age, your bones become fragile and easily broken. I know of a, I heard of a story of a, a young man who was 25 years old who, to, who fell to his death on an escalator at the Reliance Center uh, after a football game. There was a 60-foot drop, and there was a sign at the escalator that says, watch your step and hold on to the rail. But he did not watch his step, nor did he hold on to the rail, and he fell to his death. It cost him his life. Not only can falling hurt us physically, but even worse than falling physically is to fall spiritually. Some of us have fallen spiritually. Do you know what it's like to fall spiritually? Have you ever felt as if you were falling from God's grace? Have you ever felt like you were falling into the state of depression or anger or anxiety and bitterness, hopelessness and despair? Uh, and then not only have you fallen, but it has left you in a state of fear, worry, anxiety that has dominated your life. So what do you do when you are falling? What do you do when you have fallen, you've missed your way? And, and before I go there, what are some reasons why people fall spiritually? We fall spiritually because we miss the mark. Now, some people will believe we fall is because of the trials and tribulations of life. The secular world, psychology will say we fall because we have a mental illness. There's a chemical imbalance in the brain and body. Or we fall in life because of how we were raised by our parents. We fall because it's our parents' fault. But I beg to differ because the word of God says we fall because we do not order our steps in God's word and we end up going in the wrong direction. So I want you to turn with me, if you will, to Psalms 119 verses 105. And there are three things I want you to know that I believe will be a tremendous blessing to your life and in your fellowship with God. The title of this morning's message is, Watch Your Step. 
Watch your step. How to keep from falling? You have to watch your step. And if you're going to keep from falling, the first thing I want you to know is you must order your steps in the word. You must order your steps in the word. The first part of verse 105 says this. David says, your word, Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. David was having a conversation with God. And he said, God, your word is a lamp to my feet. What were God's word? See, 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scriptures inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, and instruction in right, so the man of God may be fully equipped for every good work. That word, it says that God's word is also just God's breath. That means the word of God is God's breath. Uh, uh, Adam was, was formed out of the dust of the soil, and he was just a soul, a body laying on the ground, and God had to breathe into his nostrils where he became a living soul. Uh, Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is living, active, and sharper than any two-edged sword. It, 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 it judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The God, word of God is something, and it does something. The word of God is a living organism. It gives life. In ancient times, they would have lamps uh, and, and darkness because they had to be able to see where they were stepping. Uh, we had to, people ventured out at night, at night in the streets, and there were potholes, and, and there were things in the road that they couldn't see. And so in, to, order to, avoid, to avoid falling, they would carry these flashlights and these lamps. And these lamps were wicked that was lit, and they, it was encased in glass to keep the wind from blowing out the lamp. That's how they got around. See, our feet also is very significant because our feet is how we get around. It is what we stand on. In the wintertime, it's been said that it's important to keep your feet warm because when your feet are cold, your whole body is cold. Di people with diabetes have to protect their feet at all times because of circulation problems. Because once you become, the foot becomes injured, then you have, you risk the risk, you have the risk of losing, uh, having your limbs amputated. So the feet is a part of the body that we stand on. God's word is what we stand on. And God's word is a lamp so we can see where we're stepping. I remember being a kid living in the, in the apartment complex where people had dogs. And we would play, my brothers and I would go out and play with our friends and just run around and have fun, you know. And we did, we did, not, did not pay attention to where we were stepping. So one day my mother called and said, come on, yeah, come on, ride with me. So we got in the car and we started riding with her and it was this awful stench in the car and we couldn't tell where it was coming from. And mom began to complain, who was that? Who's stinking this like, like this? And then it was discovered later on when I got out of the car, I had stepped on some dog poop. Now, now, I say dog poop. You can call it what you want to call it. But I stepped in some dog poop because I was so complacent, I wasn't paying attention to where I was stepping. Many of you all have stepped in some stuff in life. You've stepped in some stuff, and it stinks as a stench. Uh, it's, un it's unpleasurable, and your life is turned upside down because you're stepping in the wrong place. Some of y'all have stepped in some illegitimate relationships. Some of y'all have stepped in poor financial struggles and made decisions that were not in your best favor and has caused you a tremendous amount of stress. Some of y'all have stepped in some wrong places, in other words, because you have, you have not been careful about where you're going, what you're doing, and who you're with. See, trouble comes when we step in the wrong place, when our, our steps are not in line with God's word. So if you're going to Keep from falling. You've got to watch your step. You've got to order your steps in the word. Secondly, you must remember 
that God will direct your path. I'm still in the text now. It says, God will direct your path. Not only is God's word a lamp to our feet, but it's a light to my path. That's what David wrote. So you can't have day without daylight. Light is symbolic of truth in God's word. It, it is a symbolic of God's word that it is inerrant, without error. Uh, and God's infallible word uh, that it is true and absolute truth is the authority. Because God's word, not only is it true, it's light, but it is also the authority. Psalm 118, 130 says this. The unfolding of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. See, God provides light of day. He provided light to the children of Jerusalem. And he was a light to them by day, and he was a light to them by night so they could see where they're going. You know, the early automobiles didn't have headlights. They didn't have headlights, so they, had, they held lanterns or flashlights so they could see what's in front of them and the path ahead of them. Uh, and, and so there were beams of light. Then nowadays, we have high beam and low beam. So, you know, when we do, we, we're going out of town, and it's very dark and pitch black, we can turn on our high beam so we can see far ahead of us, so we can see where we're going and what's in front of us. And we know in today's culture, it's foolish for anybody to drive their car at night in darkness without the lights on. God's word is a light to our path. I remember, I'll tell you a story, I worked at the Marriott, and I worked the graveyard, well, I worked the late shift from 4 to 12, 12 midnight, and so I learned very on, early on, that most, some of the most horrific accidents take place on the freeways and highways after midnight. Some people go into the club, whatever it is, some of the most deadliest fatal accidents takes place after midnight. So I was driving home from Marriott, and uh, I was on I-45 heading south. And as I was coming up uh, this overpass, uh, something told me to get over to the third lane because I was already driving in the, in the fourth lane going 70 miles an hour. And something compelled me, Daryl, get over to the third lane. And just as I got to the top of that overpass at Macawa Road in I-45 South, I heard this loud whooshing noise, woof! There was a car on the wrong side of the road in the fourth lane. If I had stayed in that lane, I would have had a head-on collision. Where am I going? Where am I going with this? Some of you all are going the wrong way. And not, you, not only are you going the wrong way, but you're, you're on your way to a head-on collision. Not with another vehicle, but a head-on collision with God. See, because when God meets us in the face, when we're going the wrong way, God will spank us. Because we are his children, he will give us a spanking to get us to turn our lives around. Have you ever been spanked by God? Have you ever got a whipping from God? I know I have. And watch it when God whip you, their tears can't even bring comfort when God disciplined his children. See, God will take his hand off of you for a little while if you know the word, but you refuse to do the word. He'll take his hand off of you for a little while, but he's also a patient God, so he waits a while. But if that doesn't work, then God will say, you know what, I'm coming down, I'm taking care of this. See, my mom, when we were doing some things when we were kids, she would say this, don't make me come in there. See, we act up so much sometimes to go down the wrong path that makes God come and meet us face to face in a head-on collision. And God spanks us. My mom used to spank me. She told me, she said, I'm doing this for your good. 
is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. And I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> because my rear end was the recipient of the belt. So how can her spanking me hurt her more than me? Than her? I could not understand that. And then she would say this, doing the spanking. I mean, she would spank me. She'd say, have you had enough? And I would say, yes, I've had enough. She said, no, you haven't. And she would continue to spank me and until she felt I had enough. What was, I could not understand why she would do that. You know why she did that? Because I was saying I had enough with my lips, but my heart hadn't changed. See, God would discipline us when we're on the wrong track because in the word of God says, we honor him with our lips, but our hearts are far from him. Oh, yes, Lord. And then, listen, God want us to get our lives together, to make a U-turn. We have to say to God, Lord, I confess my sins to you, and I count on your forgiveness. Lord, I've been going the, the wrong way all my life. I'm going, to re- I'm going to return to you, Lord. I'm going to apply your word to my life because your word is a light to my path. I'm going to make a U-turn, Lord, and get on the right road for what you have set before me to travel. So how do you keep from falling? You must order your steps in the word. Secondly, you must remember that God will direct your paths. I remember uh, last July, well, actually June, actually, before COVID, uh, it was my, my wife's birthday, and I wanted to celebrate that with her and my son's birthday, and I wanted to make it a special day. And so we rented a bay house, not a beach house, but a bay house, a house directly on a bay with the pier, boating dock and all that, in Galveston. And so here we are. We go into Galveston. It was late already. I unloaded my truck. We got to the bay house. It was beautiful. And then it was already, the sun was starting to set, so I left the house with the boat on the back of my truck, headed back to the causeway, and I launched my boat at the causeway. And so I, I left my truck and my trailer there, and here I am in the boat traveling, and before I knew it, it was dark. Dark had, darkness had overcome me, y'all. If you ever driven to Galveston and you go over that causeway, I was about five miles or six miles to the right in the bay, in complete darkness. I was lost, I was afraid, and I was all by myself. And out there in the bay, uh, there are reefs. So I had no light on my boat. I couldn't see. It was complete darkness. And there are reefs out there. It's dangerous because there's reefs. reef. reef is where the water goes from four feet to four inches. So I ended up on top of a reef, y'all. And so I had to put my boat in reverse to get off the reef, to back off the reef. So here I am, back on track again, trying to find out where I am. And I was going 10 miles an hour, then I remembered there are telephone poles out there. They're not telephone lines, but they're poles, the size of a telephone pole. So I backed down my speed to three miles an hour. And then finally, I saw something, a shadow up ahead of me, and there was some rocks. Uh, the rocks that you see that on Galveston Beach, you see those rocks that people fish off of? There were rocks out there in the bay. And I, I, certainly, hit my, I certainly hit my brakes and backed up. It scared the heck out of me. And then I looked to my left, and I saw a light flashing, a light shining. It was shining in darkness. So I began to, I made a left turn, and I began to head towards that light that was shining. And as I got closer to that light, it was a person standing. I could see it was a person standing there at the end of a pier holding the light. And then as I got closer, I discovered that person holding the light was my son using his iPhone. And he waved, and I was glad to see him because my son, the light that came from the sun, saved my life. I made it to shore safely and sound with my family and we were able to enjoy the comfort and the warmth of being with my wife and my sons. All I'm saying to you is, all of us were doomed to hell 
we, are, we were lost, we were afraid, we were alone, but the light shined in darkness and God allowed us to see the light. The light was his son. So we were doomed for hell, but God saw us and loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son so that you and I, if we believe in him, will have gifts of everlasting life. Are you glad about it today? That Jesus saved you? And watch this. The lamp and the light that David is speaking of is Jesus. Because Jesus is the light of the world. Are you thankful today and glad today that Jesus is in you and you in Jesus? That he brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light? I know I am. The reason why I am, because there is peace in the light. There's joy in the light. There's comfort in the light. There's provisions in the light. No, I'm not done yet. There's joy. There is protection. There's security. There's healing. There's deliverance. There's salvation and eternal life is in the light. And I'm glad about it today. You should be too, because watch this. 1 Peter 2.9 says this, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of his darkness into his marvelous light. God's word is a lamp to our feet. It keeps us from stumbling so we can see where we're stepping, and his light will direct your path. What is the path? It's a path to righteousness. It's a path to holiness. It's a path to repentance. It's a path to goodness. It's a path to joy and mercy and grace. It's a ladder to the glory of God. If you missed your step this morning and you're going in the wrong direction, I want to encourage you today to confess your sins to God, to seek his forgiveness, to repent. That means to turn around and get a fresh start on your way in the right direction. And as I've already said to you, walk in the light. Beautiful light. Because God is like Jesus is the light. Spend time in prayer and committing yourself to the purpose for which God has called you. And that is to conform to the image of his son. That's the path, y'all. Showing the world the love of God. Loving God and loving others. I remember some old time songs that's still dear to my heart today. Jesus is the light of the world. We, some of the lyrics goes like this. We walk in the light, beautiful light. Come where the dewdrops of mercy shine bright. Shine all around me by day and by night. Jesus is the light of the world. If that's not far back enough for you, I'm going to take you back further. My grandfather used to sing this one. He said, my Lord, he did just what he said. Let your light from the lighthouse shine on me. He healed the sick and he raised the dead. Let your light from the lighthouse shine on me. So how do you keep from falling? You got to watch your step. How do you do that? By, keep, by ordering your steps in the word. Because the word is a lamp. Yeah, and you must remember that God will direct your path. And I must tell you this in closing. There is no escalator or elevator to heaven but the Holy Spirit is the strength and it takes one step at a time 
to until we meet Jesus face to face in glory. Will you commit yourself to him today? Will you turn around? Will you look where you're stepping? Look at God's word and allow God's word to allow you to see where you're stepping. Not only see where you're stepping, but also to see where you're going. And you want to make sure you're going in the right direction. And that is walking in a way that glorifies his name. Let us pray. Yes, Lord, thank you so much for today. We're so grateful for your lamp, your word being a lamp to our feet. It sustains us. It provides what we need. Uh, Lord, we thank you for keeping us. And thank you, Lord, for allowing us uh, to the, the power to turn our lives around through your Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for being patient with us. So, Lord, now we commit our lives to you. Maybe we've been going in the wrong direction. We made some wrong steps. But, Lord, we seek your forgiveness, and we ask, Lord, that you help us to walk in the strength of your word and in your direction, that is, in relationship and fellowship with you in the way that brings honor and glory to your name. We're so grateful and thankful, Lord, for all that you are, all that you've done and will do in and through our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, y'all, I don't know about you, but that was a powerful, powerful word from none other than our director of Christian education here at the church, Reverend Daryl Rose. We want to thank Pastor Rose for that word to keep from falling. Watch your step. Psalms 119.105. During the week, go back, pull that scripture up and pull this message back up. There were so many great nuggets in there, and we want to thank Pastor Daryl Rose for that message as well. Look, before we leave, uh, we just have a few announcements that we want to give to our congregation and community alike. First, we want to thank everyone who serves in our food pantry, in our Hope for Families food pantry and food bank. All of our wonderful volunteers are doing such a great job there. Remember, that is every Wednesday here at the Good Hope Church from 2 to 5 o'clock. And also, we do not want to forget this week, this week coming up from July 12th to July 16th, we have our Vacation Bible School. Now, on July 12th until the Thursday, it will be online so you can register your children and your youth online. You can go to the Good Hope website, goodhope.org. And for those of you all who have the app, you also can register on the app as well. And then on Friday, on Friday, our children and youth department headed up by our very own Dr. Misha Birkins is putting on a live block party on Friday. Listen, you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Now, for everybody who came to pastor's party, you know that party was on point. But this block party for our VBS, for our children and our youth, will be one that you don't want to miss. And so you can go to our website, goodhope.org, and register there. And we're looking forward to seeing you online and in person here at the Good Hope Church. Listen, God is doing something wonderful in me, and I definitely know that God is doing something wonderful in you. We want to tell you that regardless of what's going on, the work that God has started in your life is not done. And keep on and stay encouraged because God is not done with us yet. We love you and take care. Have a great week. Bye-bye.